0: Well, hello, strangers. This is Maggie Slight from Slightly Maggie. And if you might notice, I've upgraded my sound equipment a little bit, but I still haven't put my teeth in, so (laughs) you know me. I am who I am, and that's all that I am. But I'm here today to talk a little bit more about self-advocacy. That's what I do here. Well, I spent the entire summer, not being able to go out and perambulate around in trails the way i love to do largely because i felt nervous i was scared of being alone i was scared of having my pot symptoms be so bad that i would pass out in my chair if i was out and about i took it easy all summer long um much to my Sadness, because I really enjoy going out and about and I really enjoy photographing the world that I see um, and I feel like my body kept me in prison all summer long and we're heading into the fall and I'm not happy about that I've got to say um, what I am happy about is that due to me connecting to Eller's danlos support groups online, I was able to connect myself to a clinic called Prime Health Clinic, and it's actually tri- uh, uh, classified as a pediatric gastroenterologist's office. Well, that office is not just pediatric in fact they happen to specialize in Ehlers-Danlos and all of the uh, accompanying um, maladies if you will including POTS and such. So I'm hoping that I will be able to get treatment through them for my chronic dehydration and malnutrition issues that have been made very apparent to me. I do have a Uh, a telehealth visit with my gastroenterologist at the UW. um, Now, this is a new gastroenterologist, but the one at the UW had been very dismissive, basically just chalking up my motility issues and such with the fact that I had been abused as a child. Well, I appreciate the validation that I had been abused as a child, not realizing that my motility issues actually had a biological base. And treating that and treating my malnutrition and my chronic dehydration um, would have been nice, but he failed to do that. So um, she, there is a new gastroenterologist at the UW, and um, it is female they are female and I will be having a telehealth visit with them on Wednesday but on Friday is my exciting telehealth or not not telehealth visit but my exciting in-person visit with Prime Health which I'm really hoping that we can address the malnutrition and chronic dehydration issues so that's this week oh boy next week next week it gets fun Next week, I have three appointments with uh, UW specialists. And um, I have my autonomia, uh, dysautonomia screening, my autonomic testing. I have my cardiologist. Uh, what is the other one? Oh, I have my uh, neuro-ophthalmologist, which is going to be for the fact that I have decreasing um, field of vision. Uh, I hate field um, tests, vision field tests, and that's what I'm going to (laughs) have. Uh, I also have several, um, oh, I have my pulmonary function tests, uh, the same day as I have my vision field tests. So, and these are all the day after my autonomia, um, screening, which takes like two and a half hours, tilt table tests and such. So, this week, the next two weeks are going to be incredibly um, busy. Um, but by the end of the month, I should have a lot more answers than I have now. Unfortunately, some of those answers aren't going to be delivered to me until appointments in November. In November, I see my pulmonologist and I will also see. A a neurologist who specializes in dysautonomia issues so yay we're finally getting that treated in November (laughs) okay I started having massive issues with my dysautonomia um, well a couple of years ago but nobody seemed to care I'm also even though a referral has been sent to the speech and language language pathologist to help me with my dysphagia and choking and aspirating all of my food we've yet to actually get an appointment with any speech and language pathologist they haven't even called me so still waiting on that Um, a lot of things is are very difficult when you're a self-advocate because in the health system that we have right now being so overwhelmed with COVID and practitioners and and, and nurses being so overstretched on their times and then if you have a practitioner that doesn't happen to be actually that affected by the COVID situation, but then you have the resources surrounding that practitioner like the facility resources that are so overstretched by the situation that it just makes it very difficult on anybody who needs care for chronic illnesses. So once again, I'm going to get them on my pulpit and say, please get vaccinated if you can. If you are one of the chronically ill people that cannot get vaccinated, believe me, I do understand. I begged my own healthcare team for the vaccine at least five times that I can count. However, some of us just can't. Some of us just cannot. Please do not feel guilty about that. I understand the guilt. Believe me, I understand it. But we're not the problem. It's the people who can get vaccine, get the vaccine that are choosing not to. It's also the people who are choosing not to mask. I know that most of my chronically ill friends and I are all masking, double masking, isolating, and even when we're tired of it, I mean, frankly, I'm starting to get really comfortable in my home. Thank you very much. Um, But I know that there are a lot of people that aren't loners like I am, that don't have 100% of their social, their their social life in social media. That's, that's my life. 100%. 100% of my social life is on social media. It is. I don't have another social life outside of social media. It's just the way I've been. But I made that transition when I was living out of bed uh, 13 years ago. I mean, as soon as social media became a thing, I was on it because it was a connection for me to the outside world. A lot of disabled people live that same life that I do. A lot of us actually connect with each other that way. And I may be speaking to the crowd here, but those who don't, who aren't familiar with that type of life, may have gotten into that social media world and found friends there this last two years. And I'm, I'm here for it. We're, we're here for it, because this is, this is the life of a chronically ill loner. And we have to have some social life, so we reach out to one another. And I'm happy and very thankful that those of you who have connected to me, who have reached out to me, do so, because you are my friends. And anybody who invalidates the friendships that are formed on social media is wrong. They are appear 100% wrong. Social media friendships are true friendships. Social media is a social life. It is a valid social life, and it is the only social life that many disabled people have. And I guess I'm just here to say that just please keep being my friend, and I thank you for your friendship. And I hope that your week ahead is full of the love and light. And I love you. I really do. Thanks.